Holy God, take my words and speak through them. Take our ears and open them to hear your voice. And prepare our hearts to love and live for you. Amen. Every year, at least one person expresses surprise that we make such a fuss about Holy Week. For some, it's a new tradition. But for many, they just don't see why we do it, especially when we hear the Passion narrative on Palm Sunday and then celebrate the resurrection the following week. If you only ever came on Sundays you would still hear the whole story. So why bother with the days in between? There is often the slight suggestion that the lectionary does this deliberately, so that if people do only come on Sundays, they don't miss the full story. There is no escaping the crucifixion. And there is something in that. If you only heard the triumphal entry to Jerusalem with palms on Palm Sunday and then the resurrection proclaimed on Easter Day, the lengths to which God went to in between would be missed. It would begin and end in triumph, which sort of misses the point, really. As we walk through Holy Week over the coming days, There will be opportunities to reflect on the little details of the story. But today, we heard the whole painful thing. And I think that really matters. Nothing is left out, and it sets the scene for the week ahead. The overview within which we can then zoom in on the specifics. And I hope that that is something you will do along with us at home this week using the contents of the bag that we sent you. But doing that each day takes time, just as hearing that long gospel reading today. Time, a precious commodity. In a year of slowing down and staying home, time has divided people. Some have too much and have struggled with loneliness, isolation, boredom, and lack of purpose. But so many others have worked harder than ever, whatever our Prime Minister might suggest about the need for no more time off. But whichever one of those applies to you, I suggest that time is still a precious commodity. And we have to constantly decide how we will spend it. Scholars generally think that Mark's gospel was intended to be read straight through or listened to in one sitting. And if you can, perhaps choose to spend some of that precious time this week doing that. Depending on how fast you read, it takes about an hour and a half. Jesus' entire life, ministry, the events of his final week, culminating in his death, And as we know, his resurrection, all in 90 minutes. But within that 90 minutes, the telling of all the events from Palm Sunday through to Jesus' burial 
would take about half an hour. Mark devotes about a third of his entire gospel to the events of Holy Week, which shows us how important he thought those events were. And so keeping Holy Week well would probably be something he would approve of. So perhaps choose the example of a woman with the ointment at the start of chapter 14. She could have saved that ointment for something more useful, more constructive, more productive. She could have sold it and used the money for something more useful, more constructive, more productive, but she didn't. She poured it over Jesus. What a waste, is the cry of some around her. But it isn't. She has taken something precious and used it for Jesus. What if we do the same with our time this week? But her actions do something else. They highlight the whole story from today's long gospel. It starts with Jesus' anointing for burial and ends with his burial. There is no doubt that Jesus walks the entire week fully aware of the shadow of death. And that's often something we'd really rather not look at at all. But when we hear the whole of the passage in one reading, we can't escape it. And sometimes it helps to reread the whole story because we miss things in the details. Take a step back and to look at it from a distance with fresh eyes. Most of us will have heard this story year on year, so familiar. But I wonder how it has spoken to you afresh today, this year. I wonder where the story finds you. I wonder where you are in the story. I wonder when you are in the story. A year ago, at the start of Lent in this church, in our intergenerational service, you might remember, we had a large piece of paper spread out just across the steps at the front here. And on that paper, we marked out Jesus' journey through Holy Week, and we invited you to place yourself in that story. Maybe you were on Palm Sunday with the cheering and the celebrating, hopeful and expectant crowds. Maybe you were in the garden praying that something could just be different. Perhaps you were somewhere else altogether. And it's something I invite you to do again today. Where in the story are you? You might remember where you put yourself last year. I wonder if you are in the same place now. And it is fitting that we come to Palm Sunday at the end of the week in which we mark the anniversary of the first lockdown. What a journey this year has been. And like the Passion reading, the story is not over yet. But it's still worth taking a step back and looking at the whole story, the whole year. You might find moments of joy you had forgotten. You might notice that you are avoiding certain parts of the story, perhaps too difficult, too painful. But the story is the story, and we sometimes must look. And spending precious time looking 
is very costly. There is no doubt about that. And many around us will say, what a waste. But I suggest it is worth it. But finally, the journey through life and the journey through Holy Week can be a difficult one. And we always want to skip to the end, to the happy ending. Why dwell in the dark when we can run to the dawn? Because as Christians, we know the end of this story. We know what happens next. And it is that knowledge, the knowledge of the resurrection of Jesus, that means we can walk through the dark places, knowing always that Jesus has walked there already and continues to walk there by our sides this day and always. Amen.